Here's what's coming up on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, and it's a big one. One minute he's like so turned on, and the next minute he's pissed off at you and and being passive aggressive and like you're left like what the fuck's going on and he he can't explain it because he he hasn't even figured it out you you hit the nail on the head they they don't even know how to explain what they're feeling and that's scary for them and that's the skills that we are talking about here right now Uh, so it's all kind of put the pieces into place when i read that article and i thought about what you said and i was like fuck that's exactly what it is There's work that needs to be done, especially in this kind of relationship. Things that are feminine are just human. We're we're all just human together. There's nothing about anger that's masculine or unique to masculinity. And there's nothing about like sensitivity or hurt feelings or crying that is unique. (laughs) Like, it's just so ridiculous when you think about it. You're like, this is what it means to be alive on this earth. It is to feel these things. And so like opening that up and expanding that and inviting men in saying, you're allowed to be in here. You're allowed to do this, but it's a scary move for them. It's a risky move for them. They give up power. They have to own parts of themselves that have been detached, uh, demeaned, and abused. And so they got to open all this up in order to access this communication, in order to access this relational expertise that we're talking about. This struggle of why do I like this? I'm, you know, less than a man if if I'm not the man. Beta. And... Yeah, I'm beta. I'm a piece of shit. Like all of that messaging that's out there. Yeah. And it's part of that struggle that they're going through, which is shitty. It's fucking shitty. Like then you come into this kind of relationship. He's still feeling that, but has no way to work through it. And so this ends up manifesting into all sorts of problems that you see in cuckolding relationships. Let go of your preconceived notions. Let go of your sense of control over this fantasy. And and if they can love themselves and realize that they're not less of a man, like you said, like this is toxic masculinity when these guys are afraid of their fantasies, afraid of their desires, like feel like a loser, feel whatever. I mean, my heart goes out to them. It's like, well, it's kind of obvious. I'm like, hello, you were taught to feel that way. That's not true. That's not, that's yeah. not, that's not the laws. <laughs> you were just taught to feel that that way through a set of values that's harmful and toxic. Change your mind. The first act of violence is not, of the patriarchy is not towards women. The first act of violence is towards the self. It's called the psychic self-mutilation of the boy. It is the psychic self-mutilation that young boys go through in order to be pushed through that system that says you can only act this way, you can only behave this way, you can only look this way, you can only sound this way, and it is toxic. And they are victims of the patriarchy too. And 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 we could have so much empathy and sympathy and room for the growth that they need to go through if we weren't unsafe. You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious 
the passionate and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast, ask a question for the show, and find the elusive Venus Vault, a sneak peek behind the bedroom door. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me today. And this episode is going to be powerful. What we are going to discuss on this episode today is probably the most important thing I have ever discussed when it comes to the cuckolding lifestyle. To me, it really does feel like this is the missing piece to the puzzle. I have a returning guest today. Her name is Ella. She was on this podcast. The episode launched on the 5th of March of 2022, this year. And that episode was titled Secrets of the Elusive Single Cuckoldress. Now, she made some astounding statements that really shook listeners. I mean, I had feedback upon feedback upon feedback that people were just like amazed, shocked, stunned by what she had to say. And on today's episode, we're going to combine those statements that she made with something that was written on Psychology Today website. It was an article that went viral. We're going to combine those two things. We're going to connect the dots between them to reveal a critical missing skill set when it comes to cuckolding relationships. So I'm going to tell you right now, who is this episode for? This is for cucks, wannabe cucks, aspiring cucks. If you are scared about turning your fantasies into reality, this episode is for you. If you are terrified of anyone finding out that you have these kind of desires, this episode is for you. If you're afraid to talk to your wife or partner about cuckolding, this is for you. If you are single and you want to find a cuckoldress or you want to find a woman who's interested in a loving cuckolding relationship, this is for you. If you are stuck in that cuck shame spiral, that self-loathing spiral, this is for you. If you cycle between wanting this and then hating your desires about this, this is for you. And women, if you have a partner who is interested in cuckolding, and you notice this kind of strange behavior where one minute they feel like They're all in. It's so hot. It's so exciting. They want it so badly. It's so amazing. And then you're perplexed by this odd behavior, maybe the next day or down the road, 
where they're acting a little bit strange. They're acting like they're not really into it and they get, maybe they get cold feet a little bit or, or they lash out a little bit or they're just, they seem withdrawn. This episode is for you. All right, now before we get into this episode, I'm going to just talk about a few little announcements. The first actually has to do with this episode today. So I will be doing a moan chat with Ella, who's joining me on today's show. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this subject, about what we discuss in the show today. We're going to take questions from you, comments, whatever. We would love to have you join us. It's free. It's on the Moan app, and it's going to be Wednesday, September 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern on the Moan app. And the link for the Moan app, if you want to download it and haven't done so already, it is in the description notes for today's episode. Next is a biggie. So (laughs) the next Pillow Talk event is open to everyone, not just Patreon subscribers. And it is going to be September 23rd. That's a Friday. Make sure you mark your calendar. This one is going to be huge. I am talking about some big announcements that I'm going to make in this Pillow Talk event. And I'm pretty sure everyone is going to leave that event feeling like, so surprised (laughs) because it's probably the biggest decision I've made in the entire time that I've been blogging or podcasting. So you be sure to check that out. That's live on Crowdcast Pillow Talk event. You can get more information in the show notes for today in the description. There's going to be a link there for you. Okay, that's it for (laughs) quick little announcements. Let's jump into this because it's a bit of a long one. Make sure that you have the opportunity to listen carefully to it. And don't hesitate to listen to it twice because there are so many important parts. Get out your paper and your pen, make notes, whatever. Make sure that you listen carefully to this one. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the show, Ella. I'm so happy to have you back. For those of you listening, I've had Ella on uh, once before on the show, and it was such an awesome, awesome episode. That was back in March of this year, 2022. And uh, we had a little chat. The, The title of the episode was Secrets of the Elusive Single Cuckoldress. And you gave some really fascinating insight into what it's like from a female perspective to be dating or trying to date in this lifestyle, in the cuckolding lifestyle. What is what has it been like for you? You gave some amazing um, insight into that and advice. So uh, welcome back to the show, Ella. I'm super happy to have you here. Say hello to all of the listeners. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be back talking here with you, Venus. It's a pleasure. I so look forward to this conversation. Wonderful. Okay, so um, let's jump right into it. The last time we spoke, you were in the Venus Connections matchmaking service, dating. um, And where are you at right now with your relationship uh, status? Hey, guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want 
And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode, and I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Uh, Currently, I am no longer single. (laughs) The Venus Connections (laughs) program worked. It worked so well. And I am in a relationship with a man, a cuckold man, and we've been together going on about five months now. So... Yeah, we we met back in April. We had our dates, like the program set us up, and we clicked so fast, and we moved Mm -hmm. so fast. Um, I'm actually hopped countries, and I'm living with him now. So we're we're on our way to really developing that really solid vanilla basis. We're we're working hard. We're crazy in this crazy little love bubble and uh it's just it's fantastic it's fabulous yay Yay. success story success (laughs) success to you venus um we you changed our lives so i mean i hope you i hope you take a lot of pride and a lot of satisfaction and like helping people you have helped us like you matched me with my man so um i just can't thank you enough Oh my God, that makes me feel the ultimate level of joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in my life. Like, yay. yay. Good. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what do I want, I want to talk with you about today? The last time you were on the show, you we talked a lot about some really interesting things, but one of the things that literally fucking shook the listeners me too, <laughs> was something that you said okay. about um, self-introspection in, like, on, on behalf of men. So what you said was, and we were, this is how it came up, we were talking about communication. And you were saying that, you know, varsity level communication is required for this. And I was like, yes, <laughs> varsity, not kindergarten, varsity. And you said it's more than just knowing how to talk and no- knowing how to listen, which is, I think, what most people think about when they think about communication. Um, but you said, like, it's things like, do you know what to say? Do you know how to describe your feelings? Do you know what your interior experience is? And those kind of things uh, require for you to be able to interrogate yourself about why you're feeling something the way you feel and all of that, which, like you said on the show last time, can be scary and it can be uncomfortable and not a place that some guys really want to go to. They want to think about how fun and exciting and wank off material cuckolding is, right? And this other side of it is, uh, I don't want to have to deal with that. Um, So, we were talking about that. And then I think I 
I just quipped some little thing like, oh, do you think guys actually have the ability to you know, interrogate themselves emotionally. And because I was like, I doubt it. But then you fucking slammed it down with this. You said, when we talk about living under the patriarchy, one of the privileges that men and male body people can get away with is they don't have to be introspective about how they feel because the world doesn't interrupt it enough for it to be necessary. You said, systems work for men because they're built for men. And that was just like mic drop shit. Like <laughs> because like I had so many people who were contacting me afterwards saying, "Oh my god, what a great show. That was amazing. She had so many great things to say." But that one part where she said that part about, you know, it systems are built for men. I the guys were like it's like seeing something that you can never unsee afterwards. They were like, you know, enlightened completely oh, after that and just shook by it because they never even thought about it that way. But it is so true, right? And so I I remember that and then recently when this viral article happened on psychologytoday.com, the psychology today magazine, um, there was a psychologist uh, by the name of Greg Matos, Matos, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, where he he titled it The Rise of Single Lonely Men. And as soon as I read this, because the, the, the title is like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> he was saying that, you know, one of the key points is that um, they there's been an increase in relationship standards. So women are becoming more choosy about what they want. And they are saying that they want men who are emotionally available, good communicators, and share the same values. Like you said, the yep. values are really important to you. And you want to find someone who kind of lines up with that. And so he was saying that like, there is an actual skills gap when it comes to emotional intelligence and communication that men are likely not even aware exists. And it wasn't until I read that, that I remembered that quote from you about the systems are made for men it, mm -hmm. that in, in a way that it makes them not have to analyze their interior experience. And I was like, oh my gosh, like all of these light bulbs, like started pinging and I was like, holy fuck, she's so, she's, that's exactly what she was talking about. So I want to dive into this today with you because obviously communication and emotional intelligence are prerequisites for this kind of relationship in any relationship, but cuckolding, especially because there is this mental challenge that goes on for both the men and the women, but especially for the men. Um, and how they deal with that is indicative of the health of their relationship. So <laughs> yep. let's let's fucking jump right into this. Right. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this, Ella? Oh man, my thoughts are that if it if this is indeed a, a lack of a skill set, then it's something that can be learned. And that and I will say I think with 
so much access to the internet, so much free advice happening from different sorts of influencers and thought leaders and professionals on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, on podcasting. There are so many people out there saying, we ha- we know how to help you. We know what advice to give. There are things that you can do to heal from traumas and then become a better partner, become a better listener, become a more um, settled with yourself, have healthy boundaries, like healthy communication styles, like nonviolent communication, like you can get over your narcissistic injuries and like really become a skilled relational person. Um, and it's sort of in preparation to talking to you today, I was listening to one of my a uh, favorite uh, person's talking about relationships out there is Esther Perel, Dr. Perel. She's fantastic. And um, I would just highly recommend anybody who's curious about relationship advice and healthy relationship advice. You can listen to any of her stuff. She has podcasts, she has books, but she, she calls it relational intelligence as opposed to emotional intelligence. And I appreciate both uh, phrases, but I I really am liking the focus on relational intelligence, which is that it it takes knowing yourself to be with people, and this is what we talked about the last episode with communication, with like sort of the 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 learning um, requirements for the Venus Connections program. Like it's basic things that for many reasons a lot of men haven't learned how to do. And women are not required to be with men anymore. This is one of the one of the um, responses from the article that is interesting to me. And like, I'm just like over here clapping my hands, waving my flag, <laughs> being like, "Yes, you can thrive on your own. No matter what gender you are, you can thrive on your own." We don't live in a world anymore that. Well, we still do, but we are we are non-traditional people. If you are listening to this podcast and you are in the lifestyle or want to be in the lifestyle, you want to live a non-traditional life. And that means taking away some of these dominant paradigms as what we all thought was like law, rule, you know, natural, the natural physical world. It's like, it's not monogamous anymore. It's not heterosexual anymore. It's not cisgendered anymore. We all live on spectrums and identity is a vast, varied, beautiful thing that we can all sort of claim for ourselves and even evolve. And so it, it, it just, you have to know yourself in order to be in these relationships. It's not traditional. It is taking away some of these norms and rules and paradigms and saying, we're going to do it differently. But one of the, but we have some learning curves and we have some learning curves because we didn't grow up with polyamorous love stories in our media, in our movies, in our books, in our homes, in our families. We don't have examples of how to do this. And so uh, if with some of my other polyamorous friends, I've always sort of said, we're kind of the blind leading the blind here, but we're, we're, we're going, we're being as good as we can. We're learning as fast as we can. We're developing systems. We're developing rules. We're developing language around how to do this, around what is sort of works and sort of maybe doesn't kind of work. And, and we're learning who we are through this process of sort of becoming who we are. And every this is available to everyone. But yeah, there's a skills uh, deficit. 
and the standard is higher. And you do have to come to the table a more healthy, whole, complete person who is aware of the challenge of minority people, aware of the deficits of what it means being a woman or a female-bodied person in this world. You have to be sensitive to these issues. You have to start to begin to understand them and say, I trust and I believe what these people are saying about their experience. And we have too many voices and we're oversaturated with voices, but we have so many voices saying, hey, hi, this is hard. And I feel really, you know, I feel I'm a target. (laughs) People don't like me. I'm trans and I'm being targeted. I'm a woman. I'm being targeted. You know, I have too many voices out there saying this is my experience. And millions of people are standing up and raising their hands and saying, me fucking too. You know, no yeah. pun intended, but me too. That's the <laughs> hi. I I resonate with that. I identify with that. I've experienced that, and here's how I did it. Here's here's what's happened to me. And women are all coming up. Like if you're cis hetero, or if you're um, a hetero woman, and you're raising your hand, being like, yeah, I can't find a man who's on my level. I can't find. I'm in the dating pool, and not only are they not on my level, they're abusive. So many ugly experiences happening to people online that like people are, are just checking out and saying, fuck it. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to make my own money. I'm going to have my house and have have my own kids. I'm going to have my own pets. I'm going to do my own thing. And I can be a solo person in this world. It's not this like shameful thing anymore. And like people who do say it is, you just, you know, just tell them to fuck off and say, you don't get to decide. I get to decide. I know what's best for me. I'm an autonomous self-directed person. And we're moving past the the sort of vice grip control of sort of norms and standards that I would call patriarchal and I would call born out of conservative religious ideology. I'm not trying to make broad statements here. I'm just trying to say these things are uh, scientifically intertwined. So, you know, uh, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just where it comes from. It's just sort of how it is. And so, I think when we look at this article and we look at the skill sets that we're trying to identify that we want and we talk about the rise of lonely single men, it is a rise because less people are partnering with men because they're not showing up to the table healthy and well. And we know what's at stake if we get involved with men who aren't healthy for us. Our very lives are at stake. Like it is just no, there's no point in diminishing. the risk when it comes to being um, a person in the world who doesn't have the power of the dominant paradigm. So I, I, I hope men are listening. I hope, I hope men are understanding that we want you to be here with us. We want you to come into the fold. We want you to be moving forward. And like, we want you to be in the circle. We want you to be involved, but there's a standard and our well-being and safety trumps your ha- happiness, quote unquote. Yeah. And yeah. that is a that is a tough reality for some of these men. It's a tough awakening to a world that feels like it's rejecting them, but we're not rejecting them. We're just saying you have to go back to school and learn and get better, and then you can come join the club. 
You need to go from kindergarten level to varsity yes, level. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Start at square one, baby boy, and then come <laughs> back and see us. And and if you're trying and you mean well and you really like you really can interrogate some toxic shit, that this is the thing I've always said. My favorite quote about the patriarchy comes from Bell Hooks. Uh, rest in power. Uh, they said the first act of violence is not of the patriarchy is not towards women. The first act of violence is towards the self. It's called the psychic self mutilation of the boy. It is the psychic <sighs> self mutilation that young boys go through in order to be pushed through that system that says you can only act this way. You can only behave this way. You can only look this way. You can only sound this way. And it is toxic. And they are victims of the patriarchy too. And, and, and we could have so much empathy and sympathy and room for the growth that they need to go through if we weren't unsafe. <laughs> where oh we my feel God. safe. Yes. Yeah. Where we feel safe, there's room for you. Where we don't feel safe, that is a line. And we have some very deep lines between us and some of the, some of these dudes on, on 4chan, some of the MRA dudes, some of the people who, you know, just, they just, you know, they're misogynists. They just don't like women. They, they would, they want to control us, control our bodies, et cetera, et cetera, and say that we are made for them in the image of them. And again, where we come reflects um, some religious mythologies <laughs> that reinforce yeah. patriarchy um, and they are connected, you know, and w- we have to be critical about these narratives. We have to be critical about, what, how these ideologies pervade our culture, pervade our societies, and then create the fabric that we are, you know, enmeshed in. And we are simple little sponges that soak up whatever's given to us, right? We, this, this, it's sort of how the brain works. It's just, it's just how it is. So we have to interrogate these systems. And that means men going back to school and interrogating themselves and saying, yeah. what, where did I grow up? What, what values and systems did I grow up under? Are these things harmful? Are these things violent? Are these things equal? Are we really considering the uh, opportunity and freedom of everyone? Or are, these, are the systems racist and misogynist and ableist and transphobic and queerphobic? And, and, and do we, what can we do to create a truly democratic society and I use democratic loosely because who knows what that means but like how can we create a society where people feel safe everyone deserves to feel like they belong it, it breaks my heart to hear that men are feeling rejected and it's like that's not that's not the point of saying this that's not the point of freeing this information the point in in saying this and having articles like psychology today is to say that this is the reality of what we're living through and you are a part of it and you have to own your part in it and if we can collaborate and work together that means that you have a lot of responsibility you have a lot of responsibility as the people who still fucking hold power who hold the levers of society who hold the money for Christ's sake. Like these things matter. These things really do inform how we're able to take care of ourselves and how we're able to escape situations of harm and trauma and abuse. And that's what Mm -hmm. everyone's trying to do. You know, No, no one gets out of it alive. In my opinion, we're all abused little babies just trying to 
you know, worm our way through the world and like heal and, and not hurt others in the process. And I think I think it's just an interesting conversation, and I really appreciate this article for moving it forward. And I yeah. and I really appreciate you, Venus, for also moving this conversation forward in our in our collective lifestyle. That this is essentially what you've been talking about the whole time, <laughs> like emotional intelligence, relational intelligence, communication styles, communication awareness, like nonviolent communication, like understanding when your needs. are have a over attachment, uh, like, like unhealthy attachment styles and understanding when your needs are relevant and how to get them from your partner and how to explain these things. Like you have to know your interior world. It's just, it's just what it takes. And, And it is possible for men to learn this. Hey, did you know that there's a one of a kind matchmaking service for cuckolding? and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Yeah, it's really interesting because um, just going back on a few things that you said, the, uh, the 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 research does show that women are happier when they are single than yeah. men when they're single. Men are lonelier when they are single. They feel happier when they are attached in a relationship. And um, and in the article, it was so interesting because he's saying there there's over 60% men on dating apps. And why is there this imbalance, this gender imbalance on the, on the dating apps? Well, it's because women have had shitty experiences on the dating apps. Like (laughs) they've come across some guys with really shitty fucking behavior, like dick pics and rude as fuck and misogynist and all of this garbage. Fakes and flakes is like, doesn't even begin to describe this, the spectrum of experience. It's like fakes and flakes. Ha ha ha. Be lucky if you're not like casually dehumanized on the, on yes. the internet. Like, <laughs> and there's only so much we can take. Our bandwidths yeah. are low. We just, we went through a global pandemic economics, this fucking war. Like, come on, our bandwidths are low. We need care. We need, we need, we need vitality, not stuff that's leaking the battery out of us. And yeah. some, and it takes, it takes resiliency to be online these days. I know so many people who got off oh, Twitter, yeah. got off Facebook, and we're just talking about like fucking vanilla professional profiles where people are, or people who just have public lives. Like they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't need this. Aud- I'm fine. I-, I don't need the yeah. abuse that Twitter, the casual abuse. Well, he was saying that the, so the experience for women is the re- he, he thinks that the reason why there aren't a lot of women on the vanilla dating sites, never mind cuckolding, cuckolding is the gender ba- imbalance is way worse. Um, but 
on the vanilla sites is that, yeah, it's shitty experiences, but it's also that there's so many men to choose from. It's overwhelming and none, they all start to seem the same and you're, you start looking for something that's going to stand out and you just don't find it. And it's just overwhelming. And they're like, fuck it. I'm out, you know, (laughs) we, 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 we don't like an abundance of choice. Our brains, like we tend to sort of break down a little bit when there's too many choices. I think there's been some science around that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There has Mm -hmm. been. Yeah. But it's interesting because in this, um, in this article, he also said regarding these skills deficits, Uh, This really hit me. He said, emotional connection is the lifeblood of healthy long-term love and requires all the skills that families still are not teaching their boys. I'm like, okay, there you go. There it is. These boys are not being taught these skills. It's not the fault of these guys. They're not just ignorant. They're not just, you know, being idiots. They literally don't, they were never taught these skills. And it's interesting that they, a lot of these guys, I'm assuming, have never even realized that they are deficient in these skills. And yet us women are standing here waving the flag going, yeah, you know, <laughs> we've been asking for this for a long time. I've known this in my bones since I was five, so something <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah, I think it goes back to what did I say? What did you say that I said in the episode earlier? Like systems are built for men so that they don't have to. It's it's we as human beings on this planet, we change when we are pre- presented with challenges. Like with things that are different, quote unquote, like when things interrupt our known systems, our known patterns, our known habits, uh, we're, we're, you know, presented with like the, the option to grow and change and make choices and respond to it. And I think there is this phenomena of men going through life, literally having no opportunity to know that, they have these skills deficits or that there's some learning to be done or that in order to be a cohesive society, we have to heal from the systemic harms of, you know, forever ago. It's just, it just never ends. It's been going on for so long and it's, it's, it's not ending. And so, yeah, when, when you don't have the opportunity to even be aware, it, it really does, it, my heart goes out to all of us in this situation because if we start like saying shit and bl- and playing this blame game of you this and you that and it's like no it's not about blame it's about responsibility and all, everyone moving forward together saying we are all responsible for society we're all responsible for each other as human beings we do owe each other this is my you know good place moral philosophy <laughs> You know, Chidi would say, what do we owe each other? Well, we do owe each other. We're pack animals. We are social pack animals. It's why the science says men are unhappy if they're single and women, are, well, the sun, well, women, women want in- interconnection too, but they can have it while they're single because they have it from their friends, their family, their girlfriends. Yeah. They make, we, we, we are making social connections in so many different ways, not just romantic, sexual ways. So, you know, you have to have a network of people. You have to have your, your, your group, the people who, yeah. who know you, who you trust, who you can rely on. And this is what makes us healthy and happy. This is how we thrive. This is how we feel safe. So 
we're pack animals that, that need this. And my heart goes out to all of us because it's in a way it's like, they're just waking up to this information for the first time in their lives. How, 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 why, why would we hold their feet over the fire for something that wasn't in their control either? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was so fascinated by that because I was like, oh my gosh, like we, we, there's work that needs to be done there, but we can't even begin to, to do that unless people are aware that that, need is there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's why this has gone viral, but um I I found it fascinating because this is vanilla dating that he's talking about and yes, there's all of these other kinds of relationships, polyamory um and cuckolding and whatever that require even more. I mean, if you listen to the guests I've had on my show over the years, all of the couples have said we talk about everything. We have like, we communication is on like high top level, next level. This has been echoed over and over and over again with these healthy relationships, cuckolding relationships. And so I'm like, I know communication is important. So when I put together the educational part of Venus Connections, um, I did put a part on communication only touched on it. There was a little bit about, you know, great tips about communicating, blah, blah, blah. But one of the questions I asked the men was, how do you see your own level of communication? Like, do you, do you feel like it is, it's, it's good or can what or what? And I noticed right away, every single answer was pretty much the same where they said, Oh, I think I'm pretty good at communication, but you know, there's always room for improvement. It was that sentence yeah. basically over and over and over again. And I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. I never had anyone say, like, I realized that there's a lot about my, you know, f- communicating my feelings that I'm not good at that I need to work yeah. on. Like, I, I never had that. And I was like, oh, cause maybe we think that communicating is just about talking. And listening. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. I know how to talk and I know how to listen sometimes. But <laughs> well, and, and it's kind of like the uh, like we're saying when when men when men go through patriarchal norms and standards, their identity is reduced. You know, their interior world is 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 reduced and and put it, I would say at harm. Like you're not allowed to cry. <laughs> like the 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 you're not allowed to feel not allowed stuff. to feel things. You're not allowed to. to Really, in essence, you're not allowed to do, say, or display things that are coded as feminine. And because yes. and therein lies the misogyny, because that's seen as less than, that's seen as bad, that's seen as, and that's how, you know, patriarchy and misogyny is about, is anti-feminine, anti-femininity, and gender is such a spectrum. Like, can we, it's like, I, lo- I hate how this keeps us in the binary, you know, like, yes. we're stuck in a binary conversation as if gender isn't a spectrum still, you know, and it's just like, ugh, okay, but whatever, in the binary, what we're saying is that because this is what patriarchy believes in, they believe in the binary, they think that's the, the only thing that exists. And so th- th- that's, it's anti-woman, it's essentially anti-woman. And so, but things that are feminine are just human. We're we're all just human together. There's nothing about anger that's masculine or unique to masculinity. And there's nothing about like, you know, 
sensitivity or hurt feelings or crying that is unique. (laughs) Like, it's just so ridiculous when you think about it. You're like, every single human being, and let's, let's, let's expand this to even other species on the planet. We know animals feel. We we know this is what happens. This is what it means to be alive on this earth. It is to feel these things. And so like opening that up and expanding that and inviting men in saying, you're allowed to be in here. You're allowed to do this. But it's a scary move for them. It's a risky move for them. They give up power. They have to own parts of themselves that have been detached, demeaned, and abused. And so they got to open all this up in order to access this communication, in order to access this relational expertise that we're talking about. It, and, and, and it's not all or nothing. It's, we're all imperfect beings. It's not as if women have tapped into like, you know, the end all be all like of, of emotional, racial intelligence. We, we fuck it up too. Some of us are closed off and injured and like, you know, toxic. The, the very families you talk about who aren't teaching their boys how to have these skills are women. So let's be honest, because in these homes, women are the domestic leaders because that is what the patriarchy says women should do and be. So women are fucking misogynists as well. And let's not let's not, you know, be reductive about this. It it isn't black and white. So but for those of us that are in the fight, that want to heal from our trauma, that want to be better people, that want to have meaningful, dynamic relationships we know what it, we just happen to have the information that says we know what it takes and we know how to heal and, or we know who to go to and say, Hey, I need help. Like yes. ask any woman if they had help in becoming good at relational uh, communication and work. Ask any woman if they've had help, inspiration at understanding what nonviolent communication is, what, what it means to have healthy boundaries. We, we research the hell out of this shit. We have asked for help left and right. This is something that we all go through a process of learning. And so we just want to invite everyone that says, come do this thing that we learned too. No one's perfect. And there's no ending point. It's, it's, you're always growing. You're all, you we live, we, you know, it's like a shark. Don't, yeah. don't ever stop swimming or you're going to die. You just, we just want to keep doing this work, you know? So it, it's, it's, it is, it is the work for everyone to do and for everyone to be able to access, but it really is the standard now. It really is this, you know, TikTok mental health, which I kind of go into little, <laughs> little click holes. <laughs> uh, I really can appreciate some of the professionals on there giving their advice saying like, this is the this is the psychosocial language. This is what Western ideals of like healthy of mental health are. This is the aim. This is this is what it means to be self directed and independent. Yet, um, you know, belonging to a group and and owing people in your life the the honor and privilege of being there for each other and creating a life together. (laughs) So we we just, we just want everyone to be in on that, but that is the standard now. And it is a tough, tough wake up call for some people who feel probably feel really scared. And sometimes the defensive reaction to being scared is to being angry and violent. And I think that's what some men, how some men are reacting. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is a knee jerk reaction, I think. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting because I mean, we, I've talked over the years a lot about cucks going through a lot of emotional struggle in this kind of 
relationship, not just in the relationship, but of just, you know, having these sexual desires. There is this real, for I think nearly everyone, if not everyone, all guys that have this struggle of why do I like this? I shouldn't like this. I wish I didn't like this. I hate myself for this, this kind of self-loathing. I, I'm, you know, less than a man if, yeah. I, if I am, I'm a fucking loser. I'm, I'm not the man. Beta. And yeah, I'm beta. I'm a piece of shit. Like all of that messaging that's out there. Yeah. Is all absorbed and it's part of that kind of struggle that they're going through, which is shitty, is fucking shitty. Like, I, yeah, anyway. I know. But, but that takes a lot out of a guy, 100% takes a lot out of a guy. And then, then also, you know, you come into this kind of relationship, he's still feeling that likely has no way to work through it. And so this ends up manifesting into all sorts of problems that you see in cuckolding relationships where he's, you know, angry. Uh, one minute he's like so turned on and the next minute he's pissed off at you and and being passive aggressive. Yeah. And like, you're like, you're left like, what the fuck's going on? And he he can't explain it because he he hasn't even... Yeah, figured it out. You, you hit the nail on the head. They they don't right? even know how to explain what they're feeling. And that's scary for them. And that's the skills that we are talking about here yes. right now. And so I've kind of always figured out that, you know, there's some mental health work yes. that needs to be done for cucks to be able to arrive in this lifestyle in a place where they're really ready for a relationship where they are, you know, in a place where they can receive love from someone else and it be a healthy situation. Receive love from themselves, self-compassion, self-love, because that's, that's where it starts. And, and that opens you up to receiving love from your partner and, and having these healthy communications and confronting together uncomfortable feelings, because that is what happens for everyone. Simply everyone. so it's all kind of put the pieces into place. When I read that article and I thought about what you said and I was like, fuck, that's exactly what it is. There's work that needs to be done, especially in this kind of relationship. And and uh, the resources just aren't there. They're just, they're just no. not there. Not, and the conversations haven't been there because uh, I haven't figured it out until now. It's been fucking years. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm just figuring it out. <laughs> just figuring out. As we go, <laughs> so. <laughs> but um, what a, what a, I all I also know about the women who <clears throat> are looking for this kind of relationship is that first of all, they are in a period in their life where they know what they want, and this is goes back to what is, is said in this article where women are becoming more um, selective in their potential partners. They're looking for these qualities of good communicator, emotionally available, um, similar values. And they're not, they don't want to just chase love. It's not like they're just like, Oh, I just want to fall in love and everything else will fall into place. It's they're like, fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. I know yeah. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're usually between like 30 and 50, early 50s. And that's where the, they know what they want in their life. Sure. And and so I have felt like maybe guys assume that dating in the cuckolding lifestyle is the same as dating in the, the vanilla lifestyle, where they just have to put up a profile and talk and chit chat and 
impress her with a few little lines, first lines, and you know what, like that kind of thing, and then shit will happen. But <laughs> I'm like, no, in this kind of relationship, uh, dating in the cuckolding lifestyle, I'm like, you have to really do the fucking work on yourself and you have to put in the effort. And so one of the things that I thought was really interesting about what this guy said is that uh, level up, for, this is to the guys, level up your mental health game. That means getting into some individual therapy to address your skills gap. It means valuing your own internal world and respecting your ideas enough to communicate them effectively. It means seeing intimacy, romance, and emotional connection as worthy of your time and effort. And I th that is amazing yes. because he's saying you need to make this a priority and you need to take the initiative mm -hmm. to go and learn all of these skills that you need to bring to the table. And he says how to do it. And that is how you yes. do it. You go to fucking therapy. That's just what we did. That's what I did. That's what everyone does. Like, I just don't know anybody who hasn't had to do that. And, and that's, you know, like, this is about relationship, lifestyle, like finding a partner, being in healthy, being in a healthy relationship with a partner or partners. And it could be about like, you have to, you're, dad was a narcissistic asshole and you have narcissistic injury. It, you, it could be so specific. It could be about so many things, but your, how you were raised and what happened to you in your, in your childhood absolutely affects everything about how you are an adult today. And in order to understand what you learned and how you coped with the environment that you were given and how that sets you up for success or failure as an adult, you have to be in individual therapy with a qualified professional. That's like one of the only ways to do it. You can, I know some people are a little iffy about talk therapy. Some do group stuff, some do like just self-work and webinars and a lot of self-education. And I give props to people who do that too, but I will say your growth is just slower. Yeah. You can grow by yourself. You can grow if you don't have access to the money or the health insurance or like, it's just, you know, we're post COVID, like everyone's in fucking, there's not enough therapists for all of us, you know? So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, if there's yeah. a shortage, listen, you can do this work online. Like I said, we have a wealth of people who are online right now being like, Hey, 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 I have some ideas about how to heal. Here's some advice. Take it. If it feels useful to you, take it. If it doesn't, Keep going until you find what feels useful to you. And you can yes. grow on your own, but it just happens so much faster in therapy because you will never be able to empirically observe yourself the way a qualified mental health professional can. So absolutely, he says how to do it. That is how yes. you do it. So we, we really need to give a lot of props to our mental health professionals who are doing the hard work. If you're out there listening, we hear you, we see you, we, we see you, we love you. Thank you so fucking much for saving us all and going to school and getting it done because, you know, this is, this is kind of what we all need. It's, it's, what we, it's what we need for a healthy, thriving society. I would view it as completely essential healthcare. Um, but that's just how I would yeah. run the world. <laughs> um, yeah, you know yeah. what? He he ended off by saying something that I think is really profound. Um, well, he said a lot of <laughs> profound things, but this this was really, really amazing. So he said, ultimately, we have an opportunity to revolutionize romantic relationships and establish new, healthier norms, starting with the first date. 
It's likely that some of these romances will be transformative and healing, disrupting generational trauma and establishing a fresh culture of admiration and validation. Oh, that's beautiful. And I was like, right? That's beautiful. <laughs> right. Such a beautiful. And this is this is the hope we're talking about. There's hope. There's so much yes. hope for if you feel like one of these lonely single men or you feel like you have challenges in the dating world for whatever your go- relationship lifestyle goals are, there is hope. Because there's so many people out there that essentially want the same things, but they just need, they just need you to be like a little bit more healed than you you might be right now, you know, and we have a lot of compassion and love for that process and how hard it is. You have to be brave. I, I personally think that to go through the therapy that it takes to address systemic or childhood traumas, traumas, big T or little T, um, you're going to go through the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. I, I, I don't think there's any point in minimizing what might be part of your process or part of your story. If you decide to actually open up and feel these things inside that have been ignored for a long time, um, it's going to be painful. You have to be brave. You have to be courageous and you have to want it and you have to want it for the right reasons. You can't want it and then say, Oh, I'm going to go control women. You know, you can't go through therapy, love yourself and then say, you know, trans people should be denied their right to live and forced birth is the way we should, you know, it's like, (laughs) There's some natural values that go with the sense of individual freedom, with the sense of self-compassion. If you really do love yourself, you're not going to hate other people the way some of this ideology requires you to dehumanize other people. And so this is where we see values shift. Like you say, it's so important in the program. Women, like the thing that's been so steady, I think you put this in an email, is that the values point. Women are so rock solid about needing this and requiring this and making it a deal breaker, saying, I I am not going to be with a guy who essentially dehumanizes me or people like me. That's not, you won't have those relations. We won't have the same value sets in order to create that intimate connection, that intimate, like romantic, loving and healthy connection. And so you see these values shift once people start to love themselves properly and say, I deserved better. I, I deserve to be proud of myself. I deserve to love myself. I deserve to be easy on myself. I deserve to feel gratitude for what I have been given and realize that it's not all like, it's not one giant pile of shit. It's just, you know, there was shitty stuff interspersed, but we're all still incredibly privileged. If you decide to count yourself among the privileged folks, then you can feel grateful for what you did get. And, and, and you, you start to see the, sh- the value shift that women are looking for. Women want you to feel compassion for, for all human beings. Women want you to feel like you have patience and space for things that are new or challenging or scary and say that yes. you're not going to close down and back off and, and, or get, get, get violent or weird, you know? Yeah. Those things are scary for us. We have seen it happen. Some of us may have even been through relationships like that where we felt like we weren't safe because if something upset him, if something didn't go his way, if something poked these uncomfortable, painful 
you know, spaces inside. Um, and he wasn't ready or willing to rise to the challenge of facing it and experiencing processing that pain, then we could be in an unsafe environment. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And the dating world is dangerous enough. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> single cucks who have not, you know, are not in a, in a healthy space to be able to process their own feelings. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fucking dangerous. Count me I've out. I've been so surprised <laughs> at how many single cucks, like in my time dating online, I was so surprised at how many single cucks really don't embody the values that like, to me, it's kind of a requirement that you, you can't control a woman. You can't control the point of cuckolding. One of the points I would argue is that you want to give this woman her autonomy to be her sexual, beautiful, loving self experience multiple partners experience like deep, amazing, mind blowing orgasms that other men are going to give us. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, and then like, you know, like, you don't control, you, you free her, you don't lock her down and control her. You, I, I think that some of the cucks out there, I've just been surprised at how many just display to me these sort of quality of like wanting to control us, wanting, yeah. you have to fit this mold. You have to fit this fantasy. You have to look this way. And it's like, yeah, this only is fuck guys that look like this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I know that you've talked about in the program, like saying, Hey guys, just asking you to open up your spectrum about what you think is a beautiful woman. Can we just widen that up a bit? Because they're not all going to be like blonde, bimbo-fied, like goddesses, like in this sort of like beauty, beauty standard way, you know, like, yeah. uh, like confidence comes from within motherfuckers. So come on, get on board, <laughs> you know? And it's like, let go of your preconceived notions, let go of your sense of control over this fantasy and and if they can love themselves and realize that they're not less of a man like you said like this is toxic masculinity when these yeah. guys are afraid of their fantasies afraid of their desires like feel like a loser feel whatever i yeah. mean my heart goes out to them is like well that's kind of obvious i'm like hello you were taught to feel that way that's not true that's not that's yeah. not that's not the laws. <laughs> you were just taught to feel that that way through a set of values that's harmful and toxic. Change your mind. Yeah. Change your mind. Open it up. Change your mind. Exactly. That's all you need to do. Yes. Read some fucking books. <laughs> that be a feminist. Individual therapy. <laughs> Go to therapy. <laughs> therapy. Yes. I thank you. I just want to close this by saying that I literally when I think about cucks, like want to cry because I love them that much. Like I'm like, I love cucks for who they are. I love them. I think they are beautiful. The way that their mind works when they love and accept themselves yes. for it. It is a, such a fucking beautiful thing. Yes. Cucks make the best partners because they do give that freedom to a woman. Yeah. They don't try to cage her. Yeah. It is a fucking gift. And in you give him the gift of, you know, enjoying this lifestyle with you. And like, this is a very, very beautiful thing. And the, the potential for this kind of relationship is just like next level intimacy, bonding Absolutely. and love. 
And I love cucks so fucking much. Yeah. But y'all need to do some work. Yeah. And, and I think that I, w- I want to give some love and support to cucks listening right now, too, and say, I think if you are a cuck, you actually are uniquely qualified to start this work. Like in a way you're already, you have been presented with a desire, a fantasy that is interrupting your sense of masculinity and it's throwing your shit off course. And there's, there's, there are feelings involved. Who knows what your experience is, but you are uniquely qualified because you have this interrupter that says, Hey, maybe not everything I was taught is okay. Maybe some shit in this world is kind of fucked and people are being harmed by it. And I should be part of the solution. And not only can I be a part of the solution in a loving and helpful way to communities that are like harmed and marginalized by patriarchal values, but I can, I can help myself. Like this is a win-win you guys, like you are uniquely able to start this work and you are the guys we need. Like you have the power, you have the power to start to like, listen carefully, understand, be kind to yourself when you start to feel scary things and then just like and breathe through it and then like keep going next level level up level up level up until you start to feel that connection you start to feel people are identifying with you start start to see women mirroring you and they're like yeah like when women are comfortable and safe around you and start to mirror you then you know you're starting you're starting to get it you're starting to be there you're starting to be on this quote unquote level, um, of which there are many kinds and it still takes all kinds of intimacy and connections and all personalities. Like, you know, everyone has a unique style. Everyone has love languages. Everyone has attachment styles. Like we all work with who we are. It's not about this like transformation where you have to be completely different. You're still going to be you. You know, like these guys are still going to bring their authentic, beautiful, funny selves to the table. They're just going to grow from some harms, you know, and I love these cucks. I I really think that I really think I mean, listen to the guys on your program, some some of the guys online that I've talked to and quote unquote dated, like they weren't all bad. They weren't all toxic, Mm -hmm. like porn, you know, frenzied guys. Some of them were really lovely. We just like didn't live together. We, you know, didn't have the same sort of uh, vanilla lifestyle choices. So they really are the guys that we need. It's just, it's just going to take a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you tackled this with me today. This is like, I feel like all the pieces of the puzzle are slowly starting to like show the big picture now. Like I can see it now. And it's, it's a, it's a little bit of what you said. It's a little bit of what all these other people have said. It's a little bit, it's a lot about what this fucking article says. Like, and it's, and it's a it's a little bit about from the cucks too. There's been conversations on the Moan app where, oh my God, the Moan app so amazing. It has created a space, a safe space for cucks, single or coupled, to be able to go and talk to other cucks. Thank goodness. And yeah, they were like, this is the first time I've actually been able to talk to somebody else, another guy. Like and they have these transformative conversations and that's where they're sharing. I went to therapy. Yes. I did the work. Yes. I, you know, I'm in a good place. And mm-hmm. I, I see those conversations. And I'm like, 
oh my God, yes. Like, yes. And then you have other guys saying, you know, I went to therapy too, but I'd never wanted to like let anybody know because I'm ashamed or it's embarrassing. Guys aren't supposed to go to therapy, blah, blah, blah. And they're actually having these like heart to heart conversations together. And thank God for that fucking app. <laughs> I love so Moan is great. I, I, and yeah. that's just one segment of the wonderful conversations and community that's being built. Um, I need to, I need to do it more. My time zone just doesn't allow me to be in it as much, but I've, I, there was a while where I was listening kind of every night, just having it on in the background and hearing yeah. what people have to say and like listening to some other sort of like thought leaders within their communities um, it's fantastic. And I remember the first podcast episode I was on with you, I remember saying something like, blah, 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 cucks talk to each other. And you're like, no, they don't. And you, you kind of yeah. blew my mind. I was like, oh shit, they're, they're not like talk. It just didn't even occur to me because <laughs> I'm like, don't, isn't that what we do? And I'm like, oh, I know, that's right? right. I know. Here's another aspect of like how we're, how we're different and, and socialized to be different. We're so like girls and, and feminine people are socialized to like connect and reach out and ask for help and find community and, you know, share experiences and like you grow and heal and learn from these things. And it's just like when you're cut off from that, um, it's so lonely. It's I, yeah, I just, I want cucks to oh find each other. I, I, I don't yeah. want them to feel isolated or alone in these experiences. And I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad to hear that this is happening. It is. And I'm, uh, that's why I love the Moan app so much. There's so, there's a lot of reasons I love the app, but that is a big one for this lifestyle. That is like, yes, we're on the right track. <laughs> You're <laughs> talking to each other. This is a good first step. That's great. Share, you know, share therapists, like yes. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Trade numbers. But speaking of the Moan app, I think you and I, we need to sit down and do a Moan chat together yeah. to continue this conversation because like, holy shit, mind blown, mind blown multiple times. There's nothing left it's all blown <laughs> right now we just need to process i know right like just process this like shift this monumental shift in our society at this time just like having these mass realizations together that like we've got work to do and yeah, yeah i would love to i would love to talk to you about it on mona and talk to the community and and love to get yes. their feedback and you know all yeah. perspectives are welcome Yeah, absolutely. We will schedule something. So if you're listening to this episode, it'll be either in the intro or the outro, (laughs) the date and the time uh, when we're going to sit down on the Moan app uh, to be able to to chit chat about this. So if you have a question or you have a comment about this conversation, that's where you need to go. Go onto the Moan app, join in, listen in on that uh, conversation with myself and Ella. Ella, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I always love talking to you and thank you for hooking me up with my man. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for Venus Connections. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you loved it. It was certainly transformative for me. Don't forget, you can catch myself and Ella on the Moan app live. That's going to be Wednesday, September 21st, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you join us. We're going to chat about what we talked about on this episode. We're going to take your questions, comments, feedback, all that good stuff. 
So that is the 21st of September. Write it down. 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you haven't downloaded the Moan app, you really should. The link is in the description notes for today. Don't forget, you can go to venuscuckoldress.com and find so much amazing stuff there. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.